Welcome to the JRD Hogcast. Your Razorback podcast for fans by fans. Here's your host, Dylan Lee. Join, as always, with his co-host, Jordan Russell. And their producer, Luke Griggs. Well, Jordan, I gotta say, I'm uh, I'm looking at our rundown right now, and uh, seeing what we have lined up with this show. Yes, sir. And uh, I think we got some great content and everything, but one thing's kind of jumping out at me. What's that? Um, we're kind of getting away from ourselves a little bit here. We're getting away from ourselves. Yeah, this I don't, I don't think when we thought up this idea of doing a podcast like this that um we initially wanted it to be like it is now. So the whole idea was for fans by fans and we just wanted to talk Razorback sports, sports in general, whatever's kinda on our mind. Football mm-hmm. for sure. And uh with it right around the corner, I gotta say, I think we gotta just kinda ground ourselves and get back to basics. Okay. Best thing I can think of is being us, and best way we can do that is giving the best content possible. And I feel like wasting three, four, even more time plugging sponsors for segments is uh where we can change that up. No sponsors, man. So you're you're kind of this this has evolved since our discussion at lunch. I see. Yeah, I like it. Are we uh? Are we gonna are we are we self funding? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Self funding. Do this for the initial reasons. We just wanted to talk the sports and talk Razorbacks. Uh, not a dig on the sponsors that have helped us so far. We still uh, respect Elite Mobile Detail LLC, Ivan's Old Time Meat Shop, and NWA Streetworks. But it's just not right to start a show out. <laughs> with ads and all kinds of shenanigans. Folks just want to get into it. I mean, just get to talking the sports and probably this little antidote that I'm doing now. They're probably fast forward through, let's be honest. <laughs> but uh if folks wanna still support us, we got merchandise out there on our website, jrdhogcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at jrdhogcast. You can also rate, subscribe. There's plenty of ways that we'll be able to support ourselves and as long as the fans got us and the listeners got us and they continue backing us in that avenue. What you think? I like it. You like it? I like it, yeah. I mean, for fans, by fans. Exactly. Uh, We're fans. Exactly. And that's why I've gotten giddy with a whole lot of the stuff. Yes, I said giddy. A whole lot of the stuff that we've done recently. Uh, We've had some great interviews, I think. Uh, one that we have on this show yep. today, which is Casey Dick. Head. We got to talk to freaking Casey Dick, man. Exactly. Again, for fans, by fans, had yeah. to do my best to not fanboy. Yeah. I think I did. I think I did all right. You did good. So, uh, heck. And then, of course, we had Zach Clark. Zach Clark. We got some other we stuff got down one the coming pipe. Up. We, got, yeah. you know, we got something. Uh, plenty of things. Uh, on the agenda for us, we got the luncheon tomorrow, which you know you you probably be listening to this while we're at the luncheon. 
We've got fan day, all that good stuff. Um, but you know what? Screw it. Roll that Casey Dick interview. All right, we got Casey Dick on here with us. Uh, Coach, how you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Doing pretty good. Appreciate you coming on here on your Sunday. Probably a day off for you. Not a problem at all. Uh, we just got a few questions here for you. And uh, just to start it off, we're wondering how excited you are to be the head football coach at Fayetteville High School. You know, it's, a, it's an awesome experience. Obviously, with the school, we've got a lot of great tradition um, amongst all the sports. Uh, just that institution, not not athletically, but academically as well. So we're, we're happy to be there and represent the football team like we can. What we'll do is try to get involved in the community in a lot of different ways and represent us in a variety of different ways as well. Fayetteville is definitely a storied program. So what is your plan to putting on your own flair, making you know your own identity? You know, it's just, I think overall, obviously, it's a great program. Um, you look back at the coaches that have been there, and especially within the last 10 years or so, I think the overall key, you know, that we're preaching to our kids every single day that they step out there is consistency, first and foremost. You know, just be the same player that you are, you know, on Monday that you're going to be on Friday, whether that's with your, your work ethic of what you do in school with your grades, your, your video, and all that stuff, um, and just continue to be the best you. And if, and if we can do that with, with everybody, then, you know, we'll put ourselves in a good situation with whatever we're doing in life. So coaching at a school like Fayetteville, does that kind of carry any extra pressure as opposed to another maybe smaller school, but with kind of the legacy that Fayetteville does have, is there a lot of pressure that comes with that? You know, there, there, you know, there's, I don't know if you say pressure, but it's something that you want to have because obviously of the, the rich tradition that that school has. You know, they've done those previous head coaches doing a great job um, as far as preparing the kids and getting us to where we're at now. But, you know, it's our job to carry that on and make it as, as good or better that we can for everybody that's involved in it. Coach, how's uh, how are those camps going for you, the off-season camps you're going into? They're doing awesome. The kids are responding well. They've worked really hard and, and gotten a lot, a lot better the last couple of days. Uh, last week or so, obviously, I practiced with going helmets and then shoulder pads. So, you know, we are able to get a lot of valuable reps, a lot of things that we want to get accomplished. They're in and they're ready to go. Uh, obviously, the next couple of weeks before we shoot up will be important kind of putting those final preparations together. So last year, obviously, at uh, Van Buren, you were coaching against this team, and now you're coaching it. Are any of those players that you highlighted on the game film and the scouting report last year, what's it like coaching those kids this year? You know, they're just great kids. They're great great kids that, that understand football, um, that approach every day with a great attitude. So, you know, there, there's a lot of positives that go in there. Obviously, our scheme and things are different, so we've, you know, we've had to teach them and, and relate to them um, as far as those things go. But they're doing a great job of embracing those challenges and those changes coming out and playing ball every day. And Hooten's got you ranked second right now in the conference. Are you uh, pretty confident that you're going to be able to exceed those expectations this year? You know, that's like I tell our guys every day, you know, where, where people rank us before season and all that stuff, none of that, none of that stuff matters. We, you know, we'll approach every week, you know, week by week, practice by practice. Um, you know, the kind of the thing that we tell everybody is, you know, whoever we're, you know, we, we play – and what we're focused on that day, that's the biggest thing because that's the thing that we can control. So those are the things, you know, we're focused on just day by day, week by week. I mean, we'll worry about the rankings and everything when we're done. Coach, kind of moving on to your time as a Razorback, me personally, probably the thing that sticks out to me is that block in LSU. Lead <laughs> blocking for Darren McFadden. Uh, for sure. Just kind of touch on that moment. I mean, it it's one of those deals where I think a lot of folks – 
well, not Arkansas fans, but maybe on the other side of things have a, a few words about the block. But it was clean. It was a clean, clean block. Definitely yeah. clean block. Maybe it didn't get flagged. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what was that moment no, like? Was that a lot of hot for you? It was. Um, if you'll go back and watch the beginning of it, I actually missed the original guy I was supposed to block. I wasn't going to bring uh, that one up. <laughs> but, but, it, but it ended up working out well. You know, it's just one of those fantastic plays that Darren was able to make, you know, which, which occurred obviously a lot when he touched the ball. But, you know, just, just one of those things is when you're, you're hustling around and you're doing what you're supposed to do, good things will happen to you, and it just kind of presented itself. And, you know, there it was. But hopefully that's, that's a play that people can remember. That was obviously a, a very – you know, a very uh, rich time in our in our program's history, kind of w- with beating the number one team. Essentially, I think we beat Auburn earlier that year. They were number two, and going down beating LSU number one. So obviously, those are those are some fun times there. It's not often that a quarterback gets to lay a block like that, so that's that was pretty awesome. But uh, kind of going back to the coaching side of things, real quick, uh, what have you been able to? establish a relationship with Chad Morris and his staff. You know, they have that open door policy they talk about. Have right. you been able to do anything with that yet? Yeah, him and him and him and his staff have been awesome. You know, it helps a lot that he's been a he's been a head high school coach in Texas. So he gets the the the, uh, the situation and circumstances that uh you know that we're coming from. We want to get involved, uh, be up there as much as we can. And you know, they've done nothing to have that open door policy with everybody. So it's been a it's been a welcoming process and we're happy to have him up there on the hill. All right, so uh, while we wrap here, we'll give you kind of the question we give all our folks because this is ultimately a Razorback uh, podcast. What is your most memorable Razorback moment? Oh, definitely. We were playing at Baton Rouge those two years, my freshman year and then my junior year, and playing at Alabama. I mean, those are just two two stadiums, two two games that stand out. Uh, but just, just that environment overall is just it's unreal going down there and obviously beating those guys in, in three overtimes. I and mean, I think that day there was like four or five of the, of the top five teams in the country had gotten uh, uh, got beat. So that whole, you know, ranking system was kind of dismantled as well. So it was just, you know, it was just a great, fun day to kind of for all of us to look back at. I've got to add one more here, Coach. With your experience in college ball and everything, especially in the area, how much can you use that to your advantage when coaching the kids? You know, I think you can use it uh, to a certain extent, but you also have to be able to relate it to your kids in a way that they can understand it. You know, so it doesn't do any good for me to to understand it, you know all the all the different things and not be able to really relate it to our kids. So you know, we've got to change and implement some different things that our kids, so that our kids can understand and relate to, so that they can play fast um, and understand what what our overall end goals and objectives are for them. Well, coach, we appreciate you coming on here, taking some time out of your day for us, and uh, enjoyed getting to talk with you a little bit. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. Season vet. Did that interview. Came out of that interview. That was not gonna lie. We were thrown off a little. Like he was he was quick, but you know, busy. He he was running that no no huddle on us, which is perfectly fine. Uh busy guy right now in the middle of uh fall camp. So again, we appreciate it, Coach, uh for the moment of your time on a Sunday and Hey, majority of these interviews that we've been doing the one not to yet be named, Zach Clark, Case Dick, Hoggetts, they've all taken time out of their Sundays for us. So yep. we are super appreciative of that. And seems like he's, back to Casey Dick, seems like he's uh, focused. Like, oh, yeah. He's got plans, and he's, he's I think he's going to lead them in the right direction. 
I mean, he said before that that kind of seemed like a dream job for him, and it doesn't seem like it's coach talk by any stretch. So excited to see what he does with that team. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely plan on making it out to at least one of those games this season, along with Ozark and Springdale. So Right. Uh, We're going to have a uh, round trip of visiting interviewees teams is yep. what we're going to yep. try to take care of. And again, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Hope y'all enjoyed it quicker than our last, but that's okay. That is Again, good. we got to talk to freaking Casey Day. Exactly. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed it. Tell us what you thought at JRD Hogcast on Twitter. What you got on your mind today, man, other than you're stripping us down to the basics. That's fine, man. That's fine. I think we'll be all right. And I'm glad that little snippet that he had about uh, going back to the Casey Dick, um, walking downfield on that run against LSU, and then mm-hmm. I mean he 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 said it. I wasn't gonna bring it up. He talked about missing it right off the front side <laughs> and have to clean up on the back end. So, uh, in case there are people that aren't sure, that was Wildcat formation. Yep. So Casey was at wide receiver. He split wide, yeah. Yeah, and. Wasn't quite quick enough off the line, but he made up for it very heavily down the field. And I'm sure anybody listening to this knows exactly what we're talking about. So, yeah, that's – and like I said, not very many quarterbacks get to lay someone out like that. Like in his helmet, he had to have just been – I'm not going to scream because it'll be loud, but just, you know. <laughs> he was ready. Let me hear yeah. your battle cry. Mm-hmm. Well, um, let's Hey, see. would you give up? Alcohol for a year. I saw this one. <laughs> I'm asking you specifically. Here. Okay, okay. Would you give up alcohol for a whole year, Dylan, if it meant Arkansas won 10 games this season? Dude, man, I'll give it up for 26 years. How'd that sound? <laughs> I saw that, and I was like, I got to ask him. Yeah, we knew, we knew how that, that was going to go. Yeah. So. Yep. If it makes you feel any better, I hit yes. You hit yes on that one? I hit I, yes. I wasn't, I'm not too surprised there. but. You know what? Guess what? what? Twitter dirt. Brought to you what? by JRD Hogcast. That is right. There it is. That is right. Us. What you got J- for us? Well, so as we've, what is this going to be? Two, two uh, episodes now where we've talked about KJ Jefferson. Sounds about right. Warranted, yeah, two episodes in like. a row. He, oh, absolutely. He, he's lighting it up in camp. Dude's killing it. Like he just. He just is. We won't get into. We won't be redundant with all with all that. But there are people that don't feel he is even worth entertaining the idea of being a starter this year. And you know, if you think of it from the X and Y or the X's and O's standpoint, you know that makes sense. You know, give him a year to learn. But quit acting like the dude can't win some games this year. You know what I mean? People laugh about it and. <laughs> Yeah, right, like he's going to be a starter. He definitely can be a starter. I mean. Check we, the we, Mississippi high school record books. I mean, I, we've gone back to that, but I know it's strictly just high school, but the guy's got the tools. Yeah, and he's seen, I mean, from all the clips, granted, we haven't got to see, uh, you know, full practice or anything, but from the clips they're putting out, he's he's got the he's got the footwork. He's got, I mean, I was watching one before we started recording here. I mean, he he dropped one in a corner route. And you know corner routes aren't easy throws. Threw it over two defenders' heads. I mean, perfect raindrop. And it that was rolling out. 
You know, I mean, there's a lot of things happening when you're rolling out as a quarterback, and it, he didn't he didn't skip a beat. So I just think it's a little ridiculous to think that just the idea of KJ Jefferson being the starter this year. I think it's ridiculous to think that that's stupid. I mean, I wouldn't disagree. Obviously, the depth is there. Uh, some issues if he is the starter. But, right. like I said, he's got all the tools in the world of doing it, and I think it's just great for our future. Like, if you're going to laugh at him now, then don't praise him. Don't be a fan to, later. Yeah, don't don't be a fan later. We don't have time for that wishy-washy, I'm not going to use the word typical hog fan, but the there are some out there like that that are all in when things are going great and all out when things aren't. KJ is going to bring us some wins here. And I stand by that I think he could win five or six games for us this year. Do I think he should start? Absolutely not. Do I think it's laughable? Absolutely not. Will he beat John Stephen Jones on a depth chart? I mean, obviously we're talking like QB3 at this point, but. Would he beat John Stephen Jones? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. You think it'd be a degree? We'll say by the end of the season, I guess. See, that's weird. I mean. Yeah. Once you get to, I mean, basically once you get past two, it's kind of, you know, trivial at that point, right? Right. But, um, honestly, the more that clips are coming out and the more that we're hearing from practice, the way it sits right now, I think you could go Starkle, Jefferson, Hicks. The way it's sounding and looking right now. Could, by the end of the season. You said by the end of the season. Right. So, that's what I'm thinking. That sounds like craziness, but I'll give it to you. This sounds like crazy. Somebody, somebody's going to be jumping somebody. I mean, John Stephen Jones has been doing good by all accounts, made some errors here and there, interceptions and stuff. But that guy, we we could jump into this a little bit after it's what it hurt because you've we've we've kind of talked about some ideas with that that he could be very pivotal to some yeah add some wrinkles into and things stuff. and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But I don't what know. you got? Well, well. Uh, I'm going to have to call in an assist here. Okay. Ring up the old athletic department. You know what? We'll just call the athletic director and give him a go. So here it is. Ticket sales reflect us being 2-10 and 10 last year, quite candidly. Um, we're down a little bit, but, um, you know, we're doing some things that um, around the game, the atmosphere, you know, we announced the uh, Hogtown, which is where we're taking Maple Street between uh, Razorback Road and, and Stadium, and we're going to have a live band. We're going to have a huge video wall with college games. We're going to have a beer garden. We're going to have a dozen or so food trucks. We're going to have games for the kids. And then the team's going to walk through there as part of the hog walk, and we want the, the game to be at true entertainment value and so i think our fans that come that first game they'll experience that they'll experience some of the new things that are in their stadium such as the expanded wi-fi some of the augmented reality things we're going to do on the video board and we're going to make it a special game day experience and people are going to want to be a part of that so there it is uh Uh, hogtown and basically all that Eurocheck has announced in the last few days to make the pregame and also the game environment better we have Full stadium Wi-Fi, which, honestly, I don't know how much that's actually going to help in terms of things, because no matter what, it's going to get congested. But anyway. Let's let's not go work talk here. Let's not, let's not get too much into that. But Hogtown sounds great. Honestly, what it sounds like Eurocheck is doing is undoing a lot of Jeff Long stuff. So from my point of view, it seems like 
Jeff Long tried to run everything strictly numbers, kind of straight lace, button it up, best of thing for donors and getting money from the big guys. I mean, that's essentially what the North End Zone is. It's a glorified big club seat, you know, that whole thing. Whereas right. I think the masses would say, well, if we were going to spend that kind of money, maybe it should have been seat backs all through Donald W. Wouldn't have been mad about that. Yeah, exactly. So It's a good look. It's a good look. So, yeah, uh, the Hogtown. And I know Jeff Long didn't have any, didn't have the chance, but now that alcohol is allowed and you're giving the okay on it, allowing that throughout the stadium, no matter what, people can't be happy. So the folks that are for alcohol in the stadiums are upset because it's going to be in cups, plastic cups. <laughs> like, they can't win for losing. Like, you should have known that's what's going to happen. That's what happens at Bomb. Like, right. have a container, you know? Trust me, I know this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, no. Hog Talk the, in gen- or uh, Hog Town in general, and uh, that was my Twitter dirt on that side of things. The fact that he is changing it up for what I would say the good. Next up is get rid of Pepsi, but apparently you can't get rid of Pepsi until I think 2022 is uh, when that contract's up. So, we're like a thousand days away, people, from having maybe no more Pepsi. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. And then maybe lower some ticket prices. The same. Well, I mean, if we get to where we want to be, those ticket prices are going to go up. Yeah. It's just the nature of the beast. Winning changes everything. What do you think of his just, as he put it, candidness with ticket sales have reflected a 2-10 and ten season? He, that caught a little heat on the, can you guess where? On the Twitter, Twitter machine? <laughs> yep. What do you think of that? Makes sense. Uh if you've ever given money to the Razorback Foundation and they have your email address, if you check your emails, you know how much they want you to sign up, especially for that North End Zone. I feel like mm-hmm. that hasn't panned out as well as they wanted. I'd also like to think if your check was here maybe three years ago, we wouldn't have a North End Zone. It's a beautiful addition, but there was definitely other places 200 million can go. That's a, such a big number. So. 200 million. Um. Well, me personally, I like his honesty. I yeah, mean, absolutely. It's it's a we didn't have the to... political side of that, you know. It always kind of seemed like we had some political talk with Jeff Long in terms of you know making donors happy and all that shenanigans. Right. What? So the whole grand scheme of things, this is kind of outside of your Twitter dirt stuff, but the North End Zone. Do you think so? That was decided three or so years ago. If things would have ended up going trending upwards, would it have been worth it then? For the north end zone? Yeah. No. Any kind of expansion or renovations should have been seatbacks for the whole stadium. I think enough people are sick of straight bleachers. And then, oh, if you're a season ticket member, you can, you know, have the seat back or you can rent one for $20 per game on top of, a, you know, cheap ones are 35 bucks, I think. And we're talking right. 500 section all the way up there. So that just all ain't right. All the way up there. Yeah. You, you fruity tooty person. I've How never seen the 500. All the way up there. Yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah, if you sit in the 500, I understand. You're, you're diehard at that point. 
Uh, I've seen some diehard fans in that 500 section. So. <laughs> a lot of walking, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. So. And if they start, you know, if they're selling beer, and that incline gets a little bit more inclined. <laughs> so be a little sketchy. But I don't know. I think uh, I think it'll work itself out as far as the north end zone if we keep I think we'll I think we'll make the money back. Oh so. yeah, I mean it's there for a reason. I mean the middle lodges, which is the outdoor club four seat thing that they have. If you want to, you know, rent one of those, that's sixteen thousand dollars for a season. That's four seats, and you have access to the clubs. So I think where it really gets weird is not necessarily on ticket prices because if you get your hands on ticket prices and you look at that physical ticket face value your most expensive ones are probably 235 mm-hmm. where it gets is going to be the donations to the Razorback Foundation which I understand because they're the ones that support the financial scholarships to the 400 plus student athletes across the board in all all uh you know sports so Right. I understand donations, but it's a little crazy on these levels. Like off the top of my head, if you want to sit fifty five fifty yard line, you're gonna be in the tens of thousands, so Right. <clears throat> well, kind of going off of the money talk. Oh you've been wanting this one for a while, huh? What do you think of the gambling stuff? Where's that um where's that set with old Dylan? That's a dangerous game you play. Uh obviously being legal and all that good stuff, but in an organization that is already as corrupt as the NCAA, (laughs) and you add into the legal aspect of betting on sports, it's going to be corrupted of some sort. Like, it's not going to be too surprising. It's going to be hard in football. I mean, I don't think we're going to have a longest yard situation where you have a quarterback that's throwing a game or anything of that nature. Because you don't harder, think so? But I think in more of the individual or lesser sport, like basketball, I could definitely say it. Basketball, I mean, it's easy to say basketball because it's already pretty much corrupt, right? Dude, basketball's bad, so, yeah. With how shady basketball already is, I could definitely see one of these guys that felt like they made the wrong decision. You know, and was like, well, why didn't I just go play overseas? Like, go ahead and... Go ahead and make that make, make that, that paper. money. Yeah, make that <laughs> money during college because they ain't paying me now, so got to get that paper that's, anyway. That's kind of where I was uh, where I was leaning with it. Uh, so both sides of that coin. So you have kids that could very well be sucked into bad decisions there, mm-hmm. but then you also will have a little bit of a louder argument for the whole likeness stuff. Yep. So you got universities making money off of them. You've got you got FanDuel and all these other places that I don't know if FanDuel and these other places are going to have money fantasy leagues or anything. I've never dived into that, but I would assume if this is legal, they would jump onto it. And obviously right. just the betting in general. And, and then, so universities, individuals, gambling websites, all that stuff, making money off of these college athletes, and they're still sitting there. They're they're not mistreated. I mean, I don't want it to be misconstrued that way. But that I've always been on the side of I don't think you should pay athletes, college athletes. Right. This is making me look the other way a little bit because me and you can make five hundred thousand dollars off of one Arkansas game, just throwing a number out there, and those kids didn't get anything. So I think it's a bad idea. Yeah, 
it, it. It starts a weird narrative, that is for sure. And it's not necessarily about kids becoming corrupt or anything of that nature and or strictly throwing a game in the conventional sense of just not showing out or anything of that sort. It could be as easy as giving the opposing team the playbook. I mean, that's already happened in college, and that was without, uh, you know, money happening. Was that right. Maryland, I think? I think it was Maryland's defensive I just had coordinator a, doing it. I just had a flashback of Mike Leach picking up, was it Texas's playbook or vice versa? Oh, boy. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. It was like Somebody, was one of the, 60? I feel like that was Yeah, like one 60. of the coordinators dropped it, and he's just like, do, 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 I'll take this. And Didn't changed they? up his whole deal. Yeah. No. They, no. They did he on purposely purpose. dropped yeah, it. Yeah, they dropped yeah. it on purpose. Was that Tom Herman? No. It was Mike Leach. Mike Leach dropped one on purpose? On purpose. Okay. And just did a fake one. Had the defense all kinds of yeah. confused. And, and then, of course. I remember the, hearing about the. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was on ESPN. That was, that's pretty good. But, I mean, it could, it could ruin the game for fans, too. I mean. Maybe not throwing games, but um, let's say uh, I don't know, uh, Tua is like, hey, man, give you $50,000 if you uh, sprain your ankle this week in practice. You know, just stupid crap like that. And then you're affecting the game on TV for viewers, and then, of course, the people that paid money to go to that game to see. It's kind of like what the NBA always pisses me off when they set their guys. People go to watch the star athletes, but they are willingly sitting a game or two or three to be rested, you know? Well, the interesting thing of this, and uh, I'm pretty sure I'm right, they're going to have to... You're always right. They're going to have to actually do somewhat of an injury report. It's not going to be as in-depth as the NFL one, but the NCAA will have to do one, and I think it's only going to have three designations on it. Which is like full go, no go, and a probable kind of thing. <laughs> so uh, on the injury front, yeah, it's just it's I feel like it's, it's not a slippery a good deal. Thing. Um, it's not a good thing. And then you also have like the idea that it, if you already have people betting on uh, college sports, they're already in it too deep. Like they they were betting illegally anyway. So you know why <laughs> this is one of those deals where it's almost like a marijuana thing. Like oh, it's Oh, everyone's doing it, so might as well just legalize it. But let's not get too much into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's stay away from the drug talks. But speaking of marijuana. Burning you up. (laughs) Oh, that was a segue, wasn't it? Dude. Yeah, Uh, there it is. What you got? What you got? I got what you got. This is is nice, you know? No no read. I can just tell you. Brought to you by JRD Media. Yeah, exactly. Burning you up segment uh mine is the audacity of ohio state and i said that on purpose like that because they want to sit there mark (laughs) they want to sit there and act like they can copyright the the ohio state they want to copyright not the ohio state they want to copyright the word the 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 that's got to be the most common work right besides i and a it's like that's that's a legitimate like most common word in the english dictionary the 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 
That's what that's what I wrote on the rundown here. The 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 copyright the 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 the. And I'm wondering. I was I was telling you this earlier. Like, it's got to be the right, or are they going to try copyrighting the pronunciation? I was about to say, can they copyright the can you copyright the enunciation of a word? I don't know. Because they would try, apparently. I would somehow try to make a. Uh, I'm not, I don't even know what I would do, but I want. I would want to make it a point to just call it the Ohio State. <laughs> like this is what you wanted, so this is what you're getting. Yeah, I'd just do something along the lines. I mean, I think I already did it in the aspect of for now on. It already annoyed me, like when you would see the uh, announcers on Sunday night and Monday night. They do the player introductions, and they're like. The Ohio State. That already kind of annoyed me, whatever. But this just kind of went extra. I mean, if they get through on this, how much are we going to be paying? Because we've said the a lot. I don't know if I could afford it. We might have to go back on the sponsor thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying, to just, to, just to pay for this episode because we done said the 14 times. You said it just saying it, just yeah. to pay for the episode. Yeah. Like, We're, what the heck? How can you be that screwed. arrogant, though, that... Why use more words when less do trick? <laughs> Office <laughs> reference. Why? Like, how many How many do this, though? It's, uh, I mean, the you, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever. The, the you. And then that's the you, isn't it? Is it the you? Yeah. I mean, it's freaking just arrogance. I don't, I don't, I've never liked Ohio State, to be honest with you. Right. Like, ever. And this just. I don't even know if it's solidified, but this just made the hatred run deeper. I will say we've we mentioned E sixties and thirty for thirties already, but uh, the I did it again. I am, it's just oh messing god, with me we now. can't even the, get through this, this whole segment. Um, the one that they did for Ohio State kind of made me feel better for it was for Maurice Claret and Jim Tressel and that whole shenanigans. Right. Like that made me feel bad for Jim, but. That didn't last very long because then it was like, well, you still coached at Ohio State, so. I mean, you're you. <sighs> They're not top I'm on not... my list. We all know who's number one on my list of least favorite universities. The favorite? Oh, least favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The. Can we say it again, or is it going to have to get? Uh, I mean, again, what are but... we going to do? Upset a sponsor? Yeah. Right. The Texas uteruses. All right. <laughs> there we go. Now that that's out of the way, I had a I had a another burning you up, but it's it's kind of the NCAA crap, and um, we've touched on it enough. A little bit. It's it. You know, now they're they're making. Um, you saw the stuff about um, uh, agents, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Rich wanting, Paul and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, but then that time LeBron and, and I just was like, I'm gonna leave it out. Yeah, you know? I. I I think, can you at least give us, I feel like it's an, like, I know you can't go through a whole NBA season without mentioning LeBron, so when that comes right. back, but I feel like you can't th- through college football. No more Dude, LeBron. I didn't mean to do this. All right. The Ohio State is who he's a fan of. <laughs> it just, it manifested in my head without even being on purpose. Well, yeah, no, so this point. Yeah, yeah I'm done. Yeah, no more LeBron. No but, more LeBron. We have talked about it uh, off air and everything, and we really do want to do a NCAA 
as a whole podcast, kind of. Not just shit on them. <laughs> a little bit, maybe just exposing them for maybe some stuff and dropping some knowledge for maybe some folks that don't know. So, if that's something you want, good thing we have a Twitter page where you can tell us, and that's at JRD Hogcast. You can even use that hashtag, JRD Hogcast. Tell us if you want to hear that. Probably not during and football season because, hey. No, we're going to be busy then. We're going to be busy, and we're going to be busy with some other stuff that we are keeping a little hush-hush. Also known like as know, a tease. I would like to know, too, with the listeners, kind of their thoughts on the gambling. I'm curious if our listeners think that's a good idea, bad idea, indifferent. But hit us up and let us know on that as well with uh, what Dylan just told you, the at JRD Hawkcast or the hashtag JRD Hawkcast. But I feel like a lot of people would probably be okay with that. This is Dylan for the JRD Hogcast. This is Jordan for the JRD Hogcast. Producer but Luke hey, Griggs cutting it all together for us. All day, every day. And again, it is official, but we want to thank our sponsors for the time they did give us and all they did for us. Yep. One last time. That's the last time you're going to hear them. This episode. No more sponsors. Self-funded. You can... Buy us up some merch, rate, subscribe, all that good stuff. Go to our website, Twitter page, at JRD Hogcast. Until next time, woo pig suing.